Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hi, I'm Marla Goldberg, and you're with Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm so pleased and excited to introduce to you my guest for today, Cliff Matsuno. Cliff is an integrative manual therapist and a somatic physical therapist. His approach views the body's dysfunction or pain patterns as a reflection of specific mental or behavioral imbalances, along with physical pathology. He treats complex or comprehensive clients who have not gotten results from either traditional or alternative health care. Cliff has been honing his mind and body integration techniques for 40 years. Welcome, Cliff. Hey, thank you, Marla. Pleasure. I'm so happy to have you here. I am. Let's talk about the beginning. How did you get started with somatic healing arts? Well, it started with my own injury in, in gymnastics as in high school. And so I went to physical therapy and thought, wow, this is a pretty cool profession. Although once I graduated, it was like, there's something missing to this. So I was raised in a Japanese-American family, and we used to have acupuncturists and people who did oriental medicine coming over the house. This is when acupuncture was illegal. And so I used to smell moxa, and I used to see my grandmother and my sister get better overnight. And when I went to school, it's like, there's something missing to this. And so that's what I went to the the Bay Area, and this is the old group of the people who were at a place called Esalen. And some I've heard of body Esalen. Working, yeah. All the old body workers and psychologists. And, yeah. and then I ran into a man named Don Schwartz that just changed my life. Uh, he, he was um, a hypnotherapist besides a, a physical therapist, but he was trained by Milton Erickson. And so the first day I'm going into his office to observe he pulls on my shoulder and he's blind and he tells me, don't watch what I do. Listen to what I say. It's more important. And that's when I learned that even words have the power to heal. And they do have the power to heal. They have the power to wound. Oh, absolutely. It's a double-edged sword there. Absolutely. So you, you, when you learn from this amazing healer and did a light go on? Did the, did, was it an epiphany of, um, you know, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Uh, well, it was more like, it's, it's funny because I just found an old shoebox, and it has cassette tapes in it. And it was the first, one of the first meetings I had with him. And he basically was saying, you know, you, you, know, you may not be making it in this field. <laughs> and I, I really wasn't. I mean, I'm so green. And he has it on a cassette because he... He's blind. He can't write. And the first thing he says is, you're not going to understand this, but maybe someday you will. But the way I work is I, I connect my subconscious mind to the universal mind or intelligence. And that's how I work. And this is in 1981. So, and at that time, he was already in business over 50 years. So it's that change things right there. It took me 30 years to figure it out, but. <laughs> Interesting that it, that it took so long because you are in metaphysics. You incorporate metaphysics. And if you're using Chinese medicine in your practice as well, you would, you know, it ties in together. Correct or no? It, it, it ties in, but you know, in the words that we use for metaphysics, I guess we use embodied intelligence. And it's the same thing, spirit and embodied intelligence. And so for me in our philosophy, the truth of healing is when you can remove the barriers or the interference that blocks us access to this embodied intelligence. That's, you know, the energy that heals a paper cut to broken bones. And so you, we support that intelligence rather than saying, I'm going to take it on myself and go after this either problem or dysfunction or disease. 
I'd rather support the big guy and say, hey, or big girl and say, you know, I'd rather support you to help me take care of this. Big androgynous spirit in the sky. Oh, absolutely. She's, <laughs> I think she's more of a she, actually. <laughs> well, it depends what's going on, right? So if you're having tsunamis or hurricanes or earthquakes, that to me would be more of the he energy. There but you when go. you're having more of the support, the you know, the gentleness, you know, the, the, the waterfalls coming down, a gentle rain, that to me reminds me more of the she. Exactly part of the uh, spiritual realm. I guess I work more with the she, that's why. Okay, well that makes sense <laughs> because you're healing, you're working on healing. And exactly. you can't conquer and, and do the whole male thing if you're trying to heal someone. You need to come in with the feminine. Exactly. And support it. So how does it, you, so you mentioned that, or I mentioned in the introduction, that you take from physical, you know, people who have not been able to have physical healing success from other alternative or Western medicine, how does, how does your technique work to help people who are having trouble finding the help that they need? Exactly. Well, I work at, and no offense to fourth graders, I work at a fourth grade level or, or less, usually less. And so we look at it like this. There's if you have a light bulb and a fixture and I'm the best lamp repair person in the world and I'm focused on that, but there's a current that goes through also. And so in medicine, here's what they usually do. They usually focus on the lamp. I mean the light bulb and the fixture and they just take it for granted that this current is running. On the other hand, some of the alternative people are just focused on the current, but don't recognize that there's a, a light bulb that needs to be replaced. So all we're doing is connecting the current to the fixture, and it just goes on. I love the way that, that you present that because it's such a great visual. <laughs> well, a lot of it's for me, when, you can, when I can visualize it, then it's like, yeah, I get that. It makes it easier for, the, for me to connect. Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't get that complicated. Although there's things, there's interferences that block this current, and that's where it gets, I guess, it, it, because we're not taught this, definitely we're not taught this in school, that what blocks this interference, what causes this interference. Edu education is one of the biggest blocks to it. That's interesting. So how do we, you know, sidestep the education to get to the understanding of these very power, this powerful modality that you do? Sure. I mean, this is really cool. I have a bunch of Ivy Leaguers right now because it's all, what I do is all based on objective numbers. We have to have something. We have to see a change in blood work. We have to see a change in whatever, even finances. So their education tells them I can outthink or I can do it better than this embodied intelligence. Right. So that blocks it right there. And so here's the line I use with them that you're guided by intuition, which is part of, or the communication system of this embodied intelligence, and you're supported by intellect. Now that they, now that they do that and make that slight shift, you know, they can utilize that nickel they put into Wharton or so and really make a go of it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, with the, so what are you doing with these Ivy Leaguers, you know, that you have to get them to open, you know, because you want to open their flow. So yeah, exactly. Heal. And so when we have them shift out of that, now they see, hey, my cholesterol just dropped, you know, 100 points in three weeks. Or, hey, the idea of using, you know, intuition and have it supported by my intellect, I made a couple deals that really took off during COVID, you know, and now I probably made more money in the last three months than I could have in a bunch of years. That's amazing. That truly is amazing. And so, and, but this, this technique helps with depression, sadness, which I'm uh, sure you're seeing a lot of right now. Well, it's kind of counterintuitive. So I don't do any kind of um, psycholo psychological type of counseling or anything. Matter of fact, I don't, we don't use it at all. But we used to use it for performance. So it was, this was for athletes back in the day. It was pre-steroid era. It was like U.S. versus the world or U.S. versus the communist. And wow. how can you now gain better focus and performance? And this is where, you know, the application or a lot of the application came from. So we do it the same way in here. You know, we have clients that 
even though they're going to be in front on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people, that they still have stage fright. So there's a way of what we call imagery prompt where they can get into a certain state prior to going on stage and, you know, they, they crush it after that. That's but we can tell in the body, we can tell in the body, there's certain patterns in the body that we can touch or feel. If they're overthinking, I guarantee the top of their foot is really tender. Oh, really? That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In old martial arts and even tea ceremonies, you know how they would sit on their feet? It's called yes. Zazen. I mean, I'm sweating after 15 minutes of that and to this day. I'm but that shows your that you're overthinking. But that, that's to get you to settle. You're in this great posture, your mind's calm, and you're sitting back on your feet. But that's, you know, I'll, I'll touch certain points on the body, and it gives us concrete evidence that something's going on. Interesting. So that you touch the top of the feet. Top of the feet. We check, you know, the abdomen. One of the oh, original... I'm um, feeling. <laughs> well, the original one, we're looking at different valves in the, in the, in the gut area, the cardiac sphincter, the ossicle valve. You know, there's places that you, tre you can push on or touch on that are their adrenal systems or their kidneys, which represents either fear or looping. But you also do this distance way. There's a distance healing modality, correct? We do in the sense of our telesessions or telehealth, although we have them tap into their own innate or their own in-body intelligence. I do it in a ways because I set that intention. And I did flower arranging for eight years. Did you really? Oh, yeah, at a very high. I mean, what nut these days would you know, have a practice and say, well, I better close this up because I had advice that I'm not getting any better, and I better learn flower arranging to learn balance, beauty, and symmetry. It's, you know, they call it feng shui. It's uh, utilizing yes. numbers and quadrants and colors that support, and nothing holds intention more powerfully than flowers. That's interesting. Explain, please, how that uh, is. The flowers have a certain dynamic and energy to them. And they, we're talking cut flowers. Roses, orchids. It, exactly. Et cetera. And so you set your intention into these flowers, and then you learn the mechanics also. You know, there's quadrants. You fulfill all four quadrants. You don't want things to look symmetrical. You want colors that support each other. This is the way we do something called cranial work. It's, you, it's all geometry in the face. So we can tell the torsions in the face and we can tell if they're clenching on one side versus the other or if it's a blocked airway or you know, what, what's the reason for this. And so we, you clear that and you look at the body in terms of symmetry. There's this you know, biological geometry that you balance to create this. And then we see the flow happening. Even in, in motion and and posture. So Hippocrates said it best. He said, walking is your best medicine. He's absolutely right. Okay, interesting. So why, so explain, the walking is your best medicine. I agree, but I just so other people can understand as well. There's a whole set of postures that we go back to a primal type of posture. And not to put down any of the physical therapy schools or schools that teach posture, but if they go back to like the indigenous people and want, look at the way they move, it's completely different. It's not biomechanical. So there's a different way of motion. There's a, a lightness, a fluidity to their motion. And even more so, there's a groundedness. And that's even more powerful. That whatever's happening in the outside forces, it's not going to affect my internal physiology. Interesting. This is really fascinating. If you so really want to get, if you want to really want to get to a Marla, this has nothing to do with posture. It has to do with lymphatic flow and organ function. And even at a higher level, you come, become a bio live wire where you now you're, you're this perfect antenna. It's like yoga. Yoga's real purpose isn't just to fit into those Lulu, Lemon, or Lemon. You know. I call it Lemon too. It's Lemon. It's Lemon. <laughs> I, I mean, what would they call Lulu Lemon? <laughs> I thought it was Lamon. I think I think I've had a couple of clients say that, and it's stuck in my head. I say that too. There you go. But the, that's the calisthenic part is of yoga is to make me look trimmer, look looser. But truly, it's like martial arts. You know, they didn't do psychotherapy in in the old days in Asia. 
you did it through the somatics. You did it through meditation. You did it through martial arts and yoga. So you are actually becoming this live wire where you're uploading and downloading information. So, but yoga is also, you, you sort of massage your internal organs by the twists and the turns, Absolutely. postures. Absolutely. But the organs all have a function. There's, all, there's a frequency to each organ system. And when it lines up, you, I mean, I have all my clients, they do 45 minutes cumulative at least daily. And it's not just a, you know, I got to walk 20 minutes a day and it's drudgery. It's more, this is my time to upload and download. Okay, so I just got a power plate for, for a gift. Okay. So, you know, all the vibrating, I feel, is really good for moving, again, moving the organs as well. Sure. I mean, if you don't have an hour to spend, 10 minutes of vibrating does an amazing uh, job, I think. I, I think they're great. We have one right here. Oh, we do you do? Oh, yeah, we, 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 we utilize that. On the other hand, there's something about the motion. And when you get into this flow or this motion, the lymphatics really move. I mean, the thing is with lymphatics, your calves are considered your peripheral heart. So when the calves are squeezing and pumping, it's moving the lymphatics back to the, your torso. That's why your feet get swollen when you go on a long plane trip. Oh, that's fascinating. So, so that's where you might not get that full motion from vibrating. I mean, it has a function. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about the motion when you're, when you're going like kind of a cross-crawl type of pattern and you're moving your, your system, especially the most important thing for us is the diaphragm is moving. I mean. Okay, I can't talk. The okay. diaphragm because you're, um, because the, 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 the in and out motion around it, correct? Yeah, it's kind of like a bellow, you know, when you, for a fireplace yeah. type of bellow. Yeah. But we look at it more than just the function. So I can tell a, a C-section adult in about 10 seconds by really? the way the diaphragm moves. Yeah, the diaphragm doesn't move. It, the, it's upper, so chest, it's, and the upper it's, chest and stomach moves. Because when they, when they get C-section, the, that first breath is like coming out of a burning building, right? They don't, you don't just get a C-section for the heck of it. No. So that first breath is like... And so they learn to breathe from the upper chest and the stomach. And so they're stuck below the level of awareness in this hyper arousal state that affects their sensory motor, how they move. they kind of have more flailing type of motions and they're, you know, medically they're kind of stuck in the amygdala. They're in this hyper aroused state. So, and so walking helps work with that. Well, we, we utilize a method and I promised this woman, I, her name is Linda Scottson from London, and she works a lot with just diaphragmatic movement, not the breath. The breath is too, too complicated at first. And there's some really good people doing, you know, breath work. There's this guy named Wim Hof, Wim Hof or something like that. I've heard of Wim Hof, yes. Yeah, I mean, he does this, you know, hyperventilation type breath, breathe it in, let it out. And it's, it's good, you know, but, you know, they've been using these kind of methods for eons. And in martial arts, you'd had to, had to sit in a frozen spring lake to... You know, and but it was all in, in the breath. But nowadays, if you don't know how to, especially for C-section adults, they don't know how to use the diaphragm yet. So you take them out of the limbic system or the emotional center to what we call the prefrontal cortex. It's kind of that sigh of relief type of breath or motion in the diaphragm. And now I get into cognition. I can think my way. Oh, fascinating. Cliff, we're going to put, go on hold for just a couple of minutes. Okay. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. 
Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm Marla Goldberg, and I'm here today with Cliff Matsuno. Cliff is an integrative manual therapist and a somatic physical therapist as well. And his approach views the body's dysfunction or pain patterns as a reflection of specific mental or behavioral imbalances, along with physical pathology. He treats complex or comprehensive clients who have not gotten results from either a traditional or alternative health care. And he's been doing it just a few years, maybe a little over 40. So wow. welcome back, <laughs> Thank you, Marla. Well, but I also want to let the audience know if you've got a problem that you've been you you haven't been able to solve, feel free to call in at 888-346-9141 and ask Cliff a question. So, so how long does it take when you start working with a client? Is it like a five session, you know, thing, ten session? On an average, I know everything is individual, but uh, usually one to three. Wow. If I can do it in one, we try to do it in one. I mean, this yes. is the standards. Like I said, when I was in the Bay Area, the people I ran into, I mean, if it started taking longer, they would get on my case. The mentors and sifus and teachers that I work with, it's like, what do you need? You need to, you need new tires? Is this why it's taking so long? Or, you know, you, it's like, or in English, they're just, are you terrible? You just terrible. <laughs> what is it? Are you just lazy or stupid? Or you just don't get it? Or? You're they trying to make that, that connection. You? Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. I was a, kind of an alley cat, too. So I, <laughs> I pushed I against them or I, I yanked their chain a little bit. So, uh, okay. But the standards were pretty high. You're just trying to make that connection happen right away. Well, I think the ultimate goal for any healer, especially an alternative healer, is to get a, get a client opened and flowing so they can live their divine life sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Although in 40 years ago, because we were doing things so differently and, you know, even though we are you know, part of the medical system, we had to show the efficacy, both in terms of clinical and cost wise, because this wasn't this you know, insurance isn't going to pay for this. Right. <laughs> that they won't pay for that. That's for sure. So what do you do with your skeptical clients? The people who come in because somebody told them, that you do this amazing work, but it's like, okay, prove it to me, show me. And they're really sort of blocking their own way mentally with that. Sure. So we use objective values. So they come in, we show them that their core, you know, a lot of people are in stabilizing your core, develop your core, core, core. And we get that. On the other hand, we test their core our way. And it's not your muscle testing, you know, applied kinesiology type. It's actually pure core. And they can't stabilize it because they have too many open files in their mind. And so their mind is doing all this, all these things. The, the limbic system and the core is one and the same thing. So that's why an athlete, when they're in that hyper-arouse state, they're either mad at the ref or another player Coaches know to get them out of the game because they're going to blow a knee or an ankle. There's no stability. And so when we even see clients who unfortunately had a stroke near the limbic system or the emotional center, they're the least ones that start walking right away because they don't have that stability. Right. So that's why even for performance in athletes, it's about closing files mentally. 
And when you close the main file, all the subfiles close. And then the cerebellum or the brain just figures it out. Okay, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I was, I had 40, 50 open files on my computer draining my memory and glitching the system. That is so fascinating. So I know you have a technique about ear cleaning. Is that, is that what it is that you're going to share? Um, yes, it's basically, it's, it's how to get the lymphatics to, to flow. What uh, one of my clients, and she, she, you know, we had her prepped for a, a photo shoot. And so, you know, it's about moving the lymphatics and balancing the face and ear is part of it because you have to start with the lymphatics and it kind of gets you out of brain fog also. So there's two points on the second rib. And if you rub those, it's kind of sensitive. You'll find it's kind of right down the midline, just to the side, just below the clavicle. Okay. Clever. I got it's it. It gives you a little sensitive right there. And that's your, the beginning of kind of opening up the lymphatic system for your face and the neck. So our goal is to give this trim looking. So the expression of vitality is actually balanced beauty also in symmetry. Okay. So then we, you know, you start stroking down the throat this way, then one-sided, you know, on both sides. And you just do this very gently, like very gently, very gently. And then down the face, but here's the key. You have to move your fingers like this. When you're going down your face? When now, this is the last (laughs) part of it. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) So as you do this to your face, you'll, it'll wake you right up because, you know, technically a dry brush mechanically doesn't drain your lymphatics. You know, it's mechanically, it stimulates the lymphatics to move. Okay. I've had so the as dry you do brushing. that, exactly. And then the main thing, there's what we call a submandibular gland. And there's just so much, especially in California, there was so much smoke in the air. Oh my God. Yes. Those poor people. Yeah. And the animals. And the animals. So what we do is we drain, we, you, you'll feel them. Sometimes they might be a little swollen, but you'll, you can pull back a little bit and then sweep down like that. Oh, that's interesting. And then you just get some water and you have this, what we call like a bolus of water in your mouth. And then you just clear your ears. By, by holding your nose, clear your ears? Hold your, hold your nose. <laughs> and, then, and then you'll hear, might hear a little pop. What happens in, then the eustachian tube opens. Oh, that's and, amazing. And you get a little clearing. You'll, you know, the sound might be a little clearer. You know, there's, there's other techniques that go with this uh, that help people with tinnitus or um, a little bit of lack of hearing. A lot of I times. I people with fun. both of those. That would be great to help. I think a video, I, I'm, I'm seeing a YouTube video from you, Cliff, <laughs> being made. And there you go. Well, it's funny because one of, this, one of my clients, and she's the one that said, why don't you do this conscious beauty type of thing? Because this is, and it started for us when someone would star the windshield or had a contusion to the face. And we develop all the face muscles and the tongue muscles, but it's the whole lower quadrant, show lymphatics. And I would say nine times out of 10, the client would say, hey, you know, I look better now than before the accident. So now I do have clients come in before their photo shoots and auditions and things like wow, that. Wow, I need to be living in California so I can come in. <laughs> well, so the face is all based on geometry. So the original part of cranial sacral was the Greek uh, midwives. They would balance the little kids' faces based on geometry, you know, midline to here to the chin, here, you know, height of the cheekbones, the eye. It's not I- the outside structure, it's the cranial structures. It's called head molding. So when do they do this? At what age would they do this with a child? Oh, they would do this right away. I mean, you're talking at birth. Yeah, you're talking because they intention. come to the canal. It's yeah. So they come. Sometimes they have these cone heads. Or yes. heads are misshapen. Yeah. So the osteopaths developed something called cranial sacral therapy, but the original form was yeah. You can just mold it, and you know they, these kids with these cone heads. You know, you know, we we've seen them look like little target ads after three months. <laughs> I've had one person say I owe him three thousand dollars because um, he just had custom made earplugs and he's on stage and he said he basically said I owe him three thousand dollars because after that treatment the earplugs don't fit anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but it it shifts. Otherwise, our head would be just a bowling ball with two eyes cut out. 
we have all these sutures and they're very plastic. The head is very mobile. I was not aware of that. So we oh, can yeah. like lift my cheekbones a little bit. <laughs> sure. On the other hand, the, the secret to all this is you have to have a strong narrative that holds your facial structures. You have to have that. We call it a, a smiling heart technique. Oh, what's the smiling heart technique? Is it something you can share? Sure. You make your heart smile, but you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and you make your heart smile. If you really make your heart smile times 10, then it shows up on the camera during the non-dialogue portions. Mm -hmm. So what happens, you get an authentic smile. This is a martial arts thing because it raises your energy. It raises your chi or the organ systems. So I know heart breathing. I know love breathing. Uh Uh-huh. So would this that is, be similar? This is sort of, sort of like that, but you're just making your heart smile. So you get this, you know, we get people who are in front of the camera four to six hours a day. And all of a sudden, you know, their pictures look like a, you know, a bad bridesmaid photo. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so you get this authentic smile. And then when you do that now, on the other hand, we have clients we do this for that have autoimmune or some unfortunately have you know, some other issues, but it raises your T cell levels. So that's, oh. remember I said the objective values? Yes. By doing this, you'll see it takes the edge off. You get your diaphragm to move and make your heart smile. Um, the objective values in blood work, we can see um, better indicators that there is logic to this. So to make your heart smile, I mean, do you just intend for your heart to smile? Because I know with the heart breathing that I've been taught, you know, you go down to your first chakra, you bring your air down to your first chakra mm-hmm. with the intention of, you know, bringing in love or, you know, whatever you're bringing in. And then you bring it to your heart and then you breathe it out. So it's sort of like you breathe in love down to the first chakra, up to your heart, breathe it out. Would it be similar to something like that with making your heart smile with the intention of making your heart feel happy? Well, lately, I mean, remember, I work so simple that. Yes. It's just like if you could think of something funny in a movie or a, some kind of series or lately we're, we have a run on old Gilmore girls. <laughs> it's something that makes them laugh. And then they think of it and just tell like you're telling a joke to your heart. Okay. And anytime, anytime I feel some kind of anxiety or feel uh, this little type of, you know, outside forces influencing me, then I just go into making my heart smile. So our goal is to really make people, our, all our clients, you know, the goal is to make them grounded like, like a freaking mountain. So nothing on the outside affects the inside. It's, we tell them it's like being a python. You can be intense on the outside, but completely physically calm on the inside. I like that. Well, considering my number, in, my first number in Chinese uh, astrology is in the nine star key is eight. Oh I yeah. Understand the mountain. Oh yeah, you got the you got the big one. <laughs> I've got the big one. So it's pretty funny. So um how did you learn these methods? I mean you went to did, how many different practitioners did you I know you learned from the, the blind practitioner, the blind, the blind practitioner, uh, also a lot from medical anthropologists. Oh, so work with uh that's he's part of that the charity I have, it's preservation of medical traditions. Uh, Elaine Tweed and Manuela Appetiti. They're um, amazing, amazing folks. And they have the largest collection of books of Greek medical antiquity at the Huntington Library here. Wow. And so there's nothing new. If you think of, you, you think of something new, like what do they call it, sound baths? They were doing that during Greek times. You think they're just playing the harp. They were using chords for certain frequencies for different organ systems. And it's in the books. I love that. So 528 would be like, I'm just going to pull, I, I'm not a music person, but a C. Exactly. Just hypothetically. Sure, sure. Or 428 would be a D. It's exactly. I okay. mean, it, it goes back into, I forgot the Gregorian chants and the, I mean, it, they were all done for a reason to get into a certain state. That's and in, I can I can understand it because when you get into the state, you leave your physical body in a sense. Exactly, and to me, they were the best people who knew the Greeks and the Chinese communicated through the Silk Road. So actually, Greek medicine and Chinese medicine is, if not the same, extremely similar. 
Isn't that interesting how spirit works? Because I, I do believe that's a spiritual thing that when, you know, they give more than one person uh, the same idea so that they're able to, you know, whoever, I guess, you know, is able to flush it out quicker or in more detail. Exactly. can take I mean, ownership. We, we hear of, you know, Chinese medicine or Chinese medical anthropology, but we don't hear too much of the Western part. And Hippocrates, and that's the beginning of Western medicine. But it kind of took this weird evolution, <laughs> you know, by coming here. Back then, it was all natural, and now it's kind of deviated a little bit, I or quite a bit. Deviated a lot. <laughs> yeah. <big> <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us a quick story of of somebody who, you know, came in with a re- something really challenging? and that you were able to give them back a, a better life than when they walked in or before they had their challenge? Sure. Uh, one person in particular uh, came in with uh, an ankle issue and it was they had a rod in their ankle and they also had a, a quadruple bypass 15 years ago. And technically at 10 years, it's pretty much did its job. And so he wanted to learn some methods as to, you know, how can I take less, put less stress on my heart? How do I decrease my blood pressure and what have you? So there are mechanical ways of helping people reduce their blood pressure. If we get more rotation in the neck and it's really light, very gentle. And it's also a lot has to do with the first cervical vertebrae, which is amazing in itself, I mean, the, I've done a little, a lot of research on this, and the chiropractors definitely know this, especially the upper cervical ones. But once you establish that rotation, it it takes away this pressure that my heart needs to get more blood to my brain. So automatically, we, you know, when they get off the table, it's like, wow, my systolic and diastolic pressures went down. Matter of fact, the cardiologist had invited me to their office because now his ejection study on his heart is better now than it was 15 years ago. Wow. That's a great story. And, but yet he learned, we use biometrics. So we use something called heart math. Um, We clip it onto their ear and it measures how much energy is coming off the heart. And can they bring that energy down along with, you know, use a standard blood pressure cuff and pulse oximeter, but we get them into guide or embodied imagery because your body doesn't know the difference to what's, real, what's imaginary or symbolic. We give everybody dots and they put it on their cell phones or their refrigerators. It's to change their state. And nowadays virtual. So your body will respond to it. So once they train their bodies to respond to that and become really grounded to the outside forces, then the body will repair itself. So somehow is, you know, somehow his body repaired itself. I think that is so cool. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll be back with Cliff Matsuno very soon. Stay tuned. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Cliff Matsuno. Cliff is an integrative manual therapist. He works with somatic physical therapy and even more than that. I mean, what he does is phenomenal. And his approach, uh, the, the way they view the body's dysfunction or pain patterns is a reflection of a specific or mental behavioral imbalance. And they work with that along with physical pathology. Um, let's welcome Cliff back. How are you doing, Cliff? Hey, thank you, Marla. Pleasure to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I'm loving this conversation. But before we move forward, it's charity shout out time. So this is the time when we talk about your charity of choice, which is Institute of the Preservation of Medical Traditions. That's a long one. That's a long one. (laughs) Uh, It's two people, Dr. Tuade or Elaine and uh, his his wife, Emanuela Apatiti, brilliant scholars. Uh, they have the largest collection, personal collection of books of Greek medical antiquity. And we, within the books, it, there's so much similarities to Greek and Chinese medicine. They were communicated through the Silk Road. And it was even, you know, there was even, I think there was even a story about Hippocrates being called, uh, I think his name is Chibo in Chinese. And he was the consultant to the Yellow Emperor who created the documentation for Chinese medicine. Oh, interesting. And so with the Institute does what? It, it just maintains these um, antiquated medical uh, Greek journals or, or books? Not, not only that, but they train people from all over the world. So we'll meet sometimes in Greece. I was with them in Patras. And so the scholars from all over the world will come. And now the cosmetic people are coming because it's about phytocosmetics or natural cosmetics. I mean, they finally clued in that your skin is a detoxifying organ and they've been putting things on their skin that may be not as natural. (laughs) As they say it is. Yeah. It's our biggest detox organ around and we're putting, you know, things that are not, you know, really that natural or good for you. So they're interested also into what they used in the past. What did Cleopatra use? That's true. And she was supposed to be a beauty. If she was supposed to be someone like that. Yeah, definitely yeah. a very dynamic woman. Absolutely. <laughs> so it goes back uh, that far. And wow. we look at this, you know, at one point we thought there was going to be this magic herb or magic leaf from the rainforest. That's the cure-all. To us, it's the books. And, wow. and, they, and they have that ability to pull things out from whether it's music, you want to hear music therapy, they know all about that. Because the Greeks, the Greeks, music therapy, music healing, sound healing, sound healing, uh, ways of treating the mind, like just using um, different herbs that you just rub on your hands. Uh, And that's amazing. You just smell it, and it opens up the circuits in your brain, and now we can finally prove it objectively. Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. We can put names to all of these these practices that are in the book. Absolutely. Sleep therapy, sleep interpretation. To um, Supposedly, they had 100 exercises that you would do daily, and you know they didn't Photoshop those Greek bodies. They were <laughs> those were real. Those were real. It was balance, yeah. beauty, and symmetry for the Greeks. And yeah, like back that. in the day, they were they had these hundred exercises, and they were into that. I wish I had time for a hundred exercises. I know who has time <laughs> for that these days. I don't know, but uh, we can. You can reach them at PayPal.com/slash/fundraiser/slash/charity two 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 eight two seven seven. So, do they have a website? They have a website. Yes, they do. And they're very low key and they're scholars. They're, it's, it's different. They're not business people. They're scholars. They have so much valuable information. And I can't tell you what, it's, it's so amazing what they have. You go in, I go in there with them at the Huntington and some of these books are, they're so old and there's maybe like 
page is torn and it's stitched in. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. At some point, somebody's going to need to make copies just so you have the information before, you know, you can't, you know, uh, resurrect the pages again. Exactly. Because at some point it gets to be like that. Absolutely. There's so much value into what was written back in the day. And, you know, for me, it's, it's now pivoting over to teaching too. Someone said, hey, well, you know, the way you're going, you're going to go the way of Greek medicine also, because I'm kind of the last of the last of them. If you want to call it even the last samurai or last whatever. <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah, all, all my teachers have kind of transitioned over already. And you're also going to be starting your own uh, podcast called Radical Chi. Radical Chi. Uh, and so where do people year. find Chair? When is it going to start? Where do they find it? Well, they can come to our website at cliffmontsuno.com. On the other hand, with Radical Chi, it's a term we used, and it's the energy in the air. We're in this new normal, and yes. we're forced to change. And the kind of people that I work with, the ones in the trenches, and you don't hear about us. You know, I just I didn't have a website till February. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't that I was behind the times. I mean... You were busy. I, you were full. You, your practice was full. Yeah, I worked with all the, you know, the people in Silicon Valley. The first hundred people from Apple were clients. And so, yeah, it wasn't that I was adverse to technology. It's just that it wasn't my time. Or to be honest, it wasn't people weren't miracle minded enough to talk to them, to be honest. Okay. Because we taught at Stanford in 1991 with Don, the person I was talking to. 100 people came. They brought five people who, you know, chronic, chronic issues. And he went three for five in one visit. Wow. On the other hand, nobody wanted to learn this. So it's becoming a lost art. It's becoming a lost art, but people weren't ready for it. It wasn't the time. Now we see, you want to hear cool people, Gen Zs. Yeah. Generation Zs. They can cut through the BS and look on the website and they know this is no good. This is no good. This is a sales job. Whoa. And they're coming to me and one person came to me going, she does marketing for social media. And she actually booked an appointment. Nothing was really wrong with her, but she wanted to see how did you how do you do a business without a website <laughs> and social media handles? Interesting. And so I just he's saying, I want to come just, to, just for a tune-up for you to check, for you know, tune, check, me up, out, check tune me up and exactly. optimize me. <laughs> but they're really interesting. I would, you know, I hate to call them kids, but yeah, they're just really brilliant. They're different. They almost remind me of kids from the 50s. And I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from the 50s. Well, they, I think that they have, they're coming into a, um, a lighter frequency, you know, the, you know, the, sh the veils are lifting, so they're coming into lighter times, which gives them abilities that, you know, were harder for us because it was denser at the time. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And they come in with an iPhone 6. I mean, they have a business phone, and it's like, I go, that phone's pretty old. What are you doing with it? And it's like, well, it, there's just too much distractions on, you know, for my personal use. I'd rather just get things done. So wow. they're, they're a whole different type of generation that it's, it's actually very refreshing. I mean, I'm not saying that the millennials didn't catch it, but they're still kind of part of the herd. The, the Zs are, they're the ones that are looking at things a little differently. It's independent really, thinkers? Really, what's that? More like independent thinkers? Very independent they're open thinkers. to mm -hmm. receiving, they're open to new concepts, et cetera. Uh, Absolutely. They're just really interesting group. And I've been getting a number of them contacting me and uh, talking with them. And, you know, some of the things they say or know already, it's, it's really amazing. Well, I don't know why. I just I'm keep getting this, this intuitive thing saying that you need to get videos down or, or some, like you said, teaching to pass this along because it sounds like we shouldn't lose this this technique, these, you know, this, these abilities. Exactly. And it's all coming down to just being authentic, but it's not easy. I mean, part of our gait training and walking and posture, you know, the saying that we use is, or I use is uh, everything revealed, nothing withheld for those who stand upright. 
and it's much more, it's a metaphor. It's, it's basically when you stand upright, whether it's because of an ankle problem or a back problem, now you're becoming authentic and expressing your talents, your desires, and actually your boundaries. It's That's not easy. No, it's not easy. And Cliff, I hate to say we have to wind up the show. You have so much amazing conversation yet to be had, I know. Um, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be on Guided Spirit Conversations. I appreciate you. I appreciate your conversation and the enlightenment you've given me today. Thank you. It's so, been a pleasure. So to reach Cliff, Cliff Matsuno, M-A-T-S-U-N-O.com his new website, and please check out Radical Chi. Where do we find Radical Chi, Cliff? Where is well, we it going to be quite, purchased? We haven't quite organized that yet, but we should know that by the end of the week. Okay, but you'll put it on your website when you we'll have, have it. We'll have it on the website. Perfect. So right. thank you. I appreciate it. I want to put a thanks out to Voice America, everything you do to get the show up and running for me. I want to thank Bridget, my assistant, my right arm, my left arm. Don't know what I'd do without you. I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking the time out of your day to be a participant in this podcast, because this is done to give you information and insight to people you may not necessarily have the opportunity to know about, like Cliff, who just had his first website in February. So, <laughs> but uh, he's obviously very well known because people are booking him and have been. Um So I want to thank you. I hope you enjoy your holiday season, but I do ask, I implore once again to be socially considerate. Wear your masks, wash your hands, keep your distance, because you don't want to give anybody anything, and you definitely don't want anybody to give a gift to you that you don't want, which is an illness. So stay well until the next time. As always, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. You are loved. Stay well. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.